Skagway approves new port tariffs and berthing agreements for 2023, starts negotiations on new waterfront leases, and weighs the benefits of acquiring its airport from the state. And Haines voting numbers from the recent statewide election, a look at the upcoming assembly election, plus Constantine Mine has new ownership. It's the KHNS Local News. I'm Mike Swayze. Those stories are up next. At its last meeting, Skagway's Assembly approved the start of lease negotiations for the town's waterfront properties. They also approved a tariff document, berthing agreements, and to look at the cost of taking over the town's airport from the state of Alaska. I spoke with Mayor Andrew Cremata about those issues and the latest on the rock slide activity above the railroad dock. Mayor Andrew Cremata, thanks for joining us. Lots to talk about, as always. During the last meeting, the Assembly approved negotiations to start with three companies on the waterfront for new leases following the RFP process. Who are those companies? They are the three existing Uplands users, which is AML, Temsco, and Petromarine. And they were the only ones that responded to the request for RFP. So there was a bit of an arduous process, but... You know, it's our responsibility as municipal leaders to make sure that we always follow code. And we did that, and so it was a bit contentious at times, but we've gotten where we kind of expected to be from the outset, and hopefully the manager is able to work out a contract based on our code requirements that can be brought back to the assembly table and we can all accept. The assembly also approved a tariff document and berthing agreements. So will you walk us through what those mean? Yeah, so a tariff document is the fees that are associated with the use of the berth. So the dual-use dock facility that replaces the ore dock will host a post-Panamax class cruise ships or up to that size, but also have an industrial component so that we can dock a fuel barge there at the same time as one of these large vessels. So anyone who uses that dock will be subject to the tariff document. The berthing agreements, uh, basically if a cruise ship company wants to use our new dock when it's built, then they are saying that they are agreeing to the tariff document And we enter into an agreement where they use the dock for a certain amount of time. This is important because we want to revenue bond the $65 million it's going to cost to build the dock. That's going to come to public vote here in the fall. And I encourage everyone to vote for it so that we can lock in a dynamic, financially fruitful future for the entire community. $65 million sounds like a lot of -of out-of-pocket expense. How much revenue do you expect to see annually? It's, you know, a bit of a conjecture at this point, but the entire waterfront uplands, even in year one, is going to be significantly over $10 million. So this is the money that's going to pay these revenue bonds. It's not coming out of the general fund. It's not coming from sales tax or from hotel taxes. Whether you're a year-round resident or a seasonal resident, you're not paying for the dock. The users are the ones that pay for the dock, and the community gets to reap the benefits of having this key piece of infrastructure. There was a lease offer from the State Department of Transportation to Alaska Seaplanes to run Skagway's airport, and now it looks like the state has extended that offer to the municipality to see if they have any interest. What's the latest there? Well, so what the assembly decided to do was direct staff and the manager to basically put together kind of a one sheet on what it will cost to maintain the building, what it would cost to do repairs to the building, whether or not uh, acquiring the building would also mean acquiring the runways, because then you would also be responsible for plowing them every day. You're going to have to employ people to do that. So what you don't want to do is get into a situation where you're gaining an asset for what seems like a small amount of money. 
but over the long term, it ends up being you know ridiculously expensive for the community. So uh, right now we're gathering information so that the assembly can decide what to do with it. And finally, what's the latest on the rock slides above the railroad dock? We have a big meeting on Wednesday with some government officials that are coming into town, a number of geological experts, and also representatives from White Pass and from the municipality. We're going to do a site visit up to the rock slide area, and then we're going to sit around a big table and talk about all options. Two parts to this, one is rock slide mitigation and the other is ensuring we have a fourth berth for 2023. All options are on the table and hopefully once we start getting data in here in the near future, we can come up with a plan to solve these problems. Skagway Mayor Andrew Cremata, thank you for helping keep us up to date on what's happening in town. My pleasure, have a great day. With a statewide primary and special election behind us, Haynes looks toward an upcoming assembly election. Plus, the Constantine Mine Project has a new ownership structure. I spoke with Chilkat Valley News publisher Kyle Clayton for a look at the latest issue. Kyle, thanks for joining us. The big story from this week is the statewide election. How did Haynes turn out? Haynes turnout was 29% in Precinct 1, the town site, A&B Hall, and then in Haynes 2 up the valley was 35%. And which way did they lean? Well, the early results uh, as of Wednesday, Haynes voters favored uh, Paltola, Murkowski, and Walker. In the special election, the votes for the Republican candidates, Sarah Palin and Nick Bedgick, were split. Begich had one extra vote. It was 136 for Begich and 135 for Sarah Palin. And then on the primary side of the ballot, Sarah Palin edged out Nick Baggage in that vote, but Mary Paltola received 50% of the vote, uh, Palin 23.5 and Baggage 20. It's interesting that the votes kind of flipped a little bit between the, the shortened session that'll be up in early January and the full seat that'll start in early January. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah, I thought so, too. And, and these numbers that I'm giving you all are all for Precinct 1. But I think it's pretty similar for up the valley votes as well. And then in local elections, the borough assembly election is coming up. Uh, what's happening on that front? Yeah, so we have three seats that are up for election. One was created recently when a current assembly member resigned, so it opened up a third seat. Right now, well, as of Wednesday afternoon, two people have filed. One is an incumbent, Gabe Thomas, who was uh, currently on the assembly. And then uh, the second is Jerry Lapp, who has been in and out of Haynes politics for a long time. He's served as mayor and assembly member. And that's Katie Kirby's seat. She's the assembly person who resigned, correct? That's right. Yep. George Campbell, also a former assembly member, has expressed interest in filling the vacancy. And Jerry Lapp has too. So two people are interested in filling that vacancy until the election. And finally, Constantine Mine has some new ownership. Tell us what happened there. Yeah, on Monday, they sent a press release announcement out letting people know that a a Vancouver-based junior exploration company called American Pacific Mining is going to acquire Constantine Metal Resources in the Palmer Project. They're both based out of Vancouver. They're both what's what are known as junior exploration companies. Constantine has a joint venture with Dawa or Doa, a Japanese company. And uh, over the last few years, their share of the project went from the majority share to being diluted, and, and Dawa sort of taking over. Dawa's funded the project 
the last couple of years. And yeah, so this news came and I, I spoke to a man named Jim Kuypers, who he's been a long time expert in the mining industry, he used to be an engineer and and worked in the industry. Now he's an independent consultant. And he said that things like this are pretty common in this industry. The ownership of project changes hands. People within the companies move around quite often. And he said that this doesn't change much in terms of the project. Dallas still the controlling interest. He said the next couple of years of exploration will, will really determine the future of the Palmer Project and what happens there. Kyle Clayton, publisher of the Chilkat Valley News. Thanks for keeping us informed about what's happening in Haines. You're welcome. Thanks. For KHNS News, I'm Mike Swayze. Thanks for joining us. You can listen to and read local news stories online at khns.org. You can also subscribe to KHNS News anywhere you get your podcasts.